0: Hello everyone, and welcome back to Experience Points Starfinder, your favorite queer Starfinder podcast. If you love our show, we hope you'll rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcasts. Every review brightens our day and helps new listeners to find us. We don't pay to advertise any of the podcasts on the Experience Points Network, so we hope you'll recommend us to your friends and just about anyone. If you'd like to support us, we hope you'll consider joining our Patreon. We would be lost without our patrons. You keep our mics on and our dice rolling. We've got some great rewards, so check them out at patreon.com slash experience points.
1: Hello everyone, this is Kellrick, I play Thrawny Ecos, and I wanted to do a brief intro here, letting you know that today will be a... Flashback episode, it will not be continuing the story currently because both Steph and Mackenzie could not make it to our last recording. So instead, we've done a quick homebrew with myself, PB, of course, Kenny running our game and our good friend Katie, who is a... Twitter follower, a Patreon, and all-around awesome person who decided that she would be willing to play with us today. So enjoy the show, and we will get back to our normal episodes starting this coming Saturday, the this Saturday the 16th at our normal time of 11 a.m. Pacific on our EQP Twitch stream. Hope you tune in, and I hope you enjoy the show. Cheers.
2: Hello, and welcome to this very special episode of Exquariance Points. Uh, my name is Kenny. Uh, I am the GM, um, the host, whatever you would like to call me. That's fine. I like that. Uh, my pronouns are he, they. And with me today is an amazing cast. Um, Kelric. Hi.
1: Hello. I am Kelric. I play Thron Ecos. Both of us have the same pronouns, which are he, him. And I have a wonderful pet, Squawks, who is also my best friend. And their pronouns
2: are she, her. Thanks, Kel. And PB. Hi,
3: I'm PB. And today I'm going to be playing Yi, who is in the Soki Space fair. Um, that's a lot of fun to play. And both mine and her pre- pronouns are she, her.
2: Fantastic. Um, and the rest of our cast... They are out. They're living their best lives, doing things and um, amazing stuff. But uh, we have someone awesome who has um, said that they would love to step in and try Starfinder out. And that would be Katie. Hello.
4: Hello. My name is Katie. My pronouns are she, her. And I'm going to be playing Raya Phil, who's also pronouns are she, her. And she is a... The Shinta mercenary.
2: Nice. Perfect. Um and the... Sure. Everyone shame
1: me because I can't remember to ever state that <laughs> Throni is a witch warper ace pilot. Whatever. <laughs> I don't even mind.
2: It's fine. It's totally fine. it's it's great. Just the details, the small ones that, that matter. The series of events to be described uh, unfolded prior to what is happening now on the burning archipelago for the crew of the GD Hoopti. Uh, this was before Dr. Pepper, Major Tom, and Navu are off on their own adventures right now. This leaves the spacefarer operative Yasoki Yi and the ace pilot witchwarper Patra Therani on the GD Hoopti, escorting one Raya Phil, and they met at Absalom Station, where um, the, the team was commissioned uh, as a transit charter to Idari. So, uh, Katie, why don't you go ahead and describe Ryafil?
4: Um. Well, I know she's a mercenary. What? I want to say that she's possibly an ex-soldier <laughs> and just she's kind of a badass. She likes to keep to herself. She doesn't really tell anybody about her background. It's just if she's got a job to do, she's going to do it, and the less people know, the better.
2: Mm-hmm. That's very fair. That's awesome. So, crew of the Hooptie, uh, where were you um, in Absalom Station? Like, What were you doing to try to get a charter?
1: I was likely just out getting stuff to refill the stores and Y is much more personable than I am in my opinion, so I just sent Y to find a job. I was like, eh, let's go do a thing. so like ye i'll I'll get the snacks and make sure there's ammo. You go get someone to pay for
4: it. Cool. I'll, uh, I have
3: to imagine I'm in like this small little hammock in this small little corner in the hoopty that's just like literally a piece of fabric that we just jerry-rigged in there I'm just sitting there like reading a like a gun magazine in on like my on my thing as you're talking to me I'm just like okay okay and I'm just like all right bookmark that page all right okay I see that as I looking, I'm looking at the price tag of that new gun that I really, really want to get. I'm like, okay, all right, I think I can do that. I got that. I'm like, all right. I like, I flip out of the hammock and I'm just like, okay, stretching, 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 <laughs> stretching. All right, you got this.
2: Now, this and... was um, well before you had um, your your computer companion a hole. You, you, The GD D has gone through many, many iterations over the years, mainly because um, it's a lot of scrap, a lot of it. So your computer system is a little less than sophisticated. It's, you know, some sounds, maybe a klaxon or two, some lights here and there. Um, like,
1: look, the ship gets us where we need to go, and it doesn't need much more than that. I'll handle the piloting. He helps out with everything else. We're
3: good. Like, look Look what I just installed. Look what I just installed. Look at this. Clap on. <laughs> Life. See? <laughs> <Claff> on. <laughs> and they turn off. Like, how can you not like that? It's like a primo right there.
2: Nice. I, I imagine that <laughs> that y'all are um, in the spaceport. And um, the GD hoop-d Like, so... They don't tend to try to give priority to any one group or another, but if you're in there for a while, they do, like, kind of shuffle some ships around. And I feel like y'all have been in an station for a while waiting to be chartered. And so they they start kind of giving out, like, they start ranking them by, you know desirability and so you have like your luxury freighters your yacht type ships and then like they go smaller into like Winnebago's and campers and then you know things that you'd be like hmm is that space worthy and then you have you know the GD Hoopty
1: we're definitely the ship where it's like I don't want anyone knowing where I'm going and no one would think I'm crazy enough to go on that
2: thing So um, <laughs> military people <laughs> this is where you're at, um, uh, riotville when you see the GD Kupdi in all of his glory. I just kind of
4: look at it and, you know, walk around it. Maybe knock on it a little bit because it looks like something might fall off at the slightest breeze. So when when I you, you
3: know the lights turn off when you knock on it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, when when you knock on it, I think you see some some rust kind of. Like, off into the air from one area. Not from where you knocked on it, though. Like, where you knocked seemed very secure.
1: You might hear something come over an external calm saying, Uh, like, you break it, you buy that part of it. <laughs> it's a souvenir. I've seen better souvenirs. Well, then don't break it. Well, oh, I was just
4: seeing if it was, like, actually a real ship that might actually fly somewhere.
1: Oh. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Come on. Uh, you hear me clapping in the background because the <laughs> clap-on-clap-off system broke and it won't turn back on again. And I'm <laughs> like... I'm like... Come on. Come on. And I'm like... Um, yeah, no, like, totally, we, uh, totally, uh, you looking to go anywhere? Uh, looking to get to some place? Because the GD Hooptie right here, I make so like I'm gonna, like, slap on it, like, to be like this thing right here, but I don't touch it because I'm afraid something will fall off. Mainly the thing I installed, like, three hours ago. And I'm like, you looking to get to some place? Uh, anywhere in particular you looking to go? Or you just looking around?
4: I'm looking for a ship that's gonna get me somewhere that's not obvious. Um,
3: Well, it's your lucky day. It's our specialty to go where we're not supposed to and do what we're not supposed to. Isn't that right, Thrawny?
1: Yeah, like no one is gonna think that what we do is obvious. No one, leaving the dock is not obvious.
2: As you say that, like, you hear, um, a bunch of clanging metal as, um, next to you is a chute for salvage.
1: <laughs> I think both of, well, I think you and I both look at each other and then look over to see if there's anything good that fell down. <laughs> like... Exactly.
3: like, um...
1: Oh, wait. Uh, like, so, yeah, uh, we're planning on leaving soon so if you need to go somewhere like like now's the time right ye?
3: absolutely this is primo moment i mean honestly no one's looking so if you want to go when no one's looking now's the time all i'm saying clocks clocks are ticking and you see me kick a part of the ship because something is ticking that's not supposed to be ticking. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah i think this will do And so,
1: nice. So, uh, that's amazing. So like, I pull out like my little personal com thing and I like reach it out towards you. And I say, "Uh, you will handle the, the finance side, but like send me the coordinates and I'll like start prep and we'll just get on out of here. Okay, I type in the coordinates. Sweet. And then I just vanish into the ship because I'm like, enough of this. Um, but as I do, I'm gonna reach out and just real casual like pat ye on the shoulder, just like, yeah, you got this charming veneer. <laughs> All good. Suddenly, you know, your your whiskers have like little like sparkle dots at the end and your your eye twinkles. Yeah, you look like, Something about you is just suddenly just a little bit more interesting to people, and I go.
3: So, uh, our standard fare is usually insert number here that seems reasonable. Hundred um, credits is
1: inflated. <laughs>
3: yeah, about a hundred, like uh, around a hundred credits, depending on when you need to go. I didn't see the exactly where you're trying to go, but uh, you know, a hundred for a standard ride. Anything, uh, you know happens that it is out of uh, our control, but in your control that's going to be a little bit extra. Um, anywhere between 25 and 50 credits more, but, uh, you know, if it's one of your standard rides, 100 is all you'll need.
1: <laughs> on the, on your personal comm, just between you and I, standard disclaimer, if there's a boarding, they have to help fight off whatever and, you know, we're not required to give refunds for any reason.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, um, you know, small crew, just me and uh, Throny out here, our pilot. So, uh, and if there's any boardings, we require, uh, you know, the passenger to help out a little bit and, uh, you know, uh, no refunds.
4: <laughs> that seems pretty standard and fair. And if everything goes well, there shouldn't be anybody boarding.
3: See, that's what I'm trying to say. Some people out here, man, they don't like those... They don't like it. They're like, a hundred credits, that's way too much. I'm like, you ain't gonna get that type of... That type of ride anywhere else for that kind of money. But you? See, I like you. What's your name? Riaphil. Riaphil, it's nice to meet you. My name is E. I I hold up my, my arm. I don't know how tall... Your species is, but I'm assuming you're taller than a Yasoki, Yus- so I throw my hand up to like get a nice shake on.
4: I shake it back with a firmer grip than you're
1: used to. That is the 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 Lishinta, you know, forearm handshake or just That's... two or what? How does that so, work?
2: You're thinking Kasafa. Oh, has... Kasafa.
1: What does the lichen to look like then? Which ones are those?
2: Uh, okay,
4: as I, I believe they're the they're the really tall ones with um, antennas because ah. I know they can get like up to seven feet tall. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, nice! Is that how tall uh is?
4: She's a little under that. She's maybe more about six ten. Okay, but yeah, she has a really really strong grip that Yi was just not prepared for. Nice.
2: All right, so you all make it aboard. Um, Ronnie, uh, why don't you tell me what you're going to do to prepare for it?
1: All the usual things. Make sure the that... So we do have a nav on our, our ship just to double check things because it's super important.
2: You know, you do have a nav, but um, so like what it is, it's a monitor with like the um, graph grid on it. And um, there's a knob next to it and a couple of switches and a button.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm totally plotting out the course. And I would probably plot the course out like three times and just take the best of the three that I think is going to be. So maybe three piloting rolls and either the average or best of them.
2: You, you, <laughs> you have need some time. So, I mean, you could take a 10 on this.
1: Well, if we have time, I'll take a 20.
2: You don't have that much time. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I think I'd rather risk the roll.
2: Okay. So yeah, uh, do three rolls and tell me what you get.
1: All right. The first one is a 13. Second one is a 21. And the third one is a 23. That's the arc trajectory I want. Better and better. Each time I'm refining, I'm like, "Uh, that doesn't sound right. I think I forgot to carry the one. Oh, wait, space is not just 2D. I need to put that in. Okay. (laughs) Right. Okay. Yeah. Like, I got us. I got us. We're good. And so, lots of just self talk as I go through this. And Shimsi is just like resting on my shoulder. And every once in a while, would just like point at something. They don't know what they're pointing at. They're just pointing at something. And I assume it's helping. And so it makes me look at it better and do actually do improve through it. But Shimsy's just, they're just pointing
2: nice. Um, They probably
1: actually want a pen, the stylus I'm using, but probably.
2: So you you definitely uh, get the correct coordinates in, but you, you are going to have to use drift travel and you know that while your drift engine is operable, not the most reliable. And not using drift travel would take, uh, where it would take, like, a couple of days with drift. It would take, like, several months without.
1: No, that's, 100 credits is not
2: worth that. So roll me a d4. I don't wanna. Okay, perfect. A three. Yep, it's gonna take, uh, three days in drift travel to get there.
1: Okay. So, like... Crew and passengers of the GD HoopT. it is going to take us three days to get to our destination. Please make yourselves at home and comfortable. Captain out. <laughs> it just sounds super awkward and uncomfortable, but yeah.
2: Okay. Nice. All right. So uh, roll your piloting check enough fantastic
1: 17 uh, 17? 17's fine yeah it's a, it's a better than average piloting check
2: with that 17 um yep you get your all clear from absalom station and yeah you're able to pull the gd hoopty out of um talking bay and you're able to pilot out into the space surrounding the space station ye where are you right now what what is does ye do it?
3: I uh I was uh given a, a little bit of a tour to our new um passenger. I was like, all right. This is the door. We go in and out that door. You walk in here, you look to your right. There is uh some electrical wiring. I need you to not touch that. Okay. Uh move a little bit more forward to our left. The laboratory is over there. Just uh take a it's the only door on that hall so, so you know now uh, that's where you need to go over here is where you will be staying this is our uh our primo premium guest room all right and you got your bed which is you know kind of like a bed it looks like a bed uh most people would maybe sleep on it and uh you know you can put your stuff there a cardboard box uh that we call the dresser and uh If you need anything, you could just uh, knock on the wall, only here, not over there. If you do something over there, you might hear something crash and that will not be a good thing. And uh, yeah, if you need anything, just uh, talk to me or Thrawny. And uh, if you see a little... uh, If you see a little squawks running around, that's fine. It is Thrawny's, squawks, they're amazing. Um, and, uh, you know, just, uh, make sure to keep your change in your pockets because you never know. They like shiny things. Uh, aside from that, yeah. Uh, welcome to the GD Hoopty. And, uh, we should be taking off sometime soon here.
4: I just kind of listen and make mental note of everything that Yi is, you know, showing me. And don't really show much of emotion one way or the other. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so the the room that ye um, pointed out to you is is your as the guest quarters, a uh, little more than a large closet. It's about uh, seven foot by ten foot, and the bed is a a cot um, that has a what looks like a well worn wool blanket on it, what could be best described generously as a utility pillow, and. Um, the, the length of the cot would be just enough for heri to lay down and have her calves hit the end of the the bed the rest hanging out into the into the room the um, walls themselves they're what you would expect for a hundred credit ride they're um, not well polished there's different like little spots of decay. Um, and corrosion uh, here and there. Uh, The light overhead is the most unflattering type of fluorescent light that has a flickering in a pattern that if it were rhythmic, you'd probably get used to it, but it is not rhythmic at all. It's chaotic. And there is a slight buzz. But
1: if Ryofil goes and checks out the laboratory, it is the most pristine laboratory you have ever been in it might actually be more enjoyable to travel in there than in the room
2: <laughs> yeah you look into the mirror and it gives you subtle affirmations um, and uh, compliments you every five minutes or so that you stand there it's a wonderful laugh
4: it's not the worst ship she's ever
2: traveled on right the uh, GD Hoopty um, takes off and starts leaving um, the, the Absalom station space. You make it out to the drift beacon, and you engage the drift engine. You hear mechanical whirring, and you feel the ship shudder just a bit as it begins to heat up and get running. Then, uh, It hums for a little bit, and you um, are all of a sudden lurched forward and back as the drift engine engages, and the ship then comes to a very, very comfortable... That's all
1: completely normal and smooth sailing. You're welcome to join us in the... Kitchen, if you are at all snackish, and I would set the auto pilot, which is really we're in drift. It is really a proximity be uh, a warning beacon that would go off on mine or ye's, mine and ye's calm saying there's a danger. You should probably get up here, sort of thing.
2: So after the first hour, very uneventful. Second hour, pretty uneventful. What does um, feel like to do to pass time?
4: She would probably just kind of check her, check her inventory and make sure that everything is in good working condition. And she's probably just going to scope out the ship more and see where somebody could possibly hide if they wanted to try to sneak out and jump on her. That's she's cont- not very trustful. <laughs>
1: I have this image of Rifle. Like, if we're in the kitchen area, like, you just keep walking past us going in all these different directions on the ship. And you and I are just like, uh huh, we know what's over there. And yep, that that's that direction. Not much to find that. Nope. No, we don't really want, want them going over there. Ye, yay, ye, ye. they're going where they're not supposed to go. Did you explain restricted sections?
3: I'm like, I'm like, I did, I did. And so, what I do is, I, uh, I grab a, a, like, a nut or something that I'm working with, and a bolt. And I just, uh, I, am just like, let's see if this works. And I'm gonna throw it in like the opposite dis- direction where it makes a noise to see if it catches your attention and you turn around and you start walking that way instead of going <laughs> that way.
4: <laughs> it works. She just kind of like stiffens and looks over her shoulder and takes off towards where the sound was.
3: And I'm gonna uh I'm gonna scuffle over towards like a a footlocker that we have just like under under a couch. And I'm like, Where where's the sign? Where's the sign? Where's the sign? I'm like, there it is. And like I, I look around and I like run over there and I put up the sign, it's like uh, do not enter. And like I tape it onto both sides while you're over there and then I run back as if nothing happened. <laughs>
2: Uh, so the, the preceding hours, um, kind of pass by in the same way. Not super eventful. There is a little bit of turbulence that happens, which roll culture checks. Everyone.
1: I got a
3: 16.
1: I got a 25. Nice. So yeah. are you got skills tab?
2: Well, looking at it, it doesn't look like, um, uh, rifle's trained in it. So, oh,
1: okay. So you wouldn't be able to,
2: that is okay. <laughs> no problems. E, uh all of your experience on working on the hoopti, drift travel isn't ever really that turbulent.
3: Over uh to see where where rifle is rifle is and I uh and I look over to, to Thrawny and I'm like I don't think he's supposed to be making that noise. I'm gonna be completely honest with you.
1: So like Rifle, how do you like your room? We we really you know, you have that look of a military person about you and we really wanted something that felt homey.
4: It's adequate for my needs. I can deal with it.
1: Oh, we were hoping it'd be a little bit better than that. Well, maybe next time. So, like, I got this... We have a lending library, like, over here. So why don't you go check that out and find a nice book. I'm gonna be up on the the bridge, uh, just making sure that yeah, our time's cool. So, yeah, Yi, uh, can you like do your engineering thing? Just we just like to we like to be super careful and like triple check stuff. So there's the library, and we'll we'll be back for dinner, and then <laughs> I scurry off
3: and i am like yeah yeah sounds good sounds good and i'm also just gonna you know really casually like whistle in you know as i like casually walk over to uh to follow Thrawny. and then the moment like you can't see the main part of my body you can definitely still see my tail and if you're paying attention you'll see it like you'll see the zoom as i start running away
4: Phil kind of watches this with an eyebrow raised and decides to follow after them to see what exactly is going on. Because no one has insisted so hard, hey, go check out the library. That seems very an odd thing to go look at.
2: Especially because the library is like seven different actual books. And you haven't seen an actual book in years. Especially on a spaceship.
1: That like makes them rare and precious. It is a very noble thing for us to like make it's these col- available to people.
3: It's a collector's edition. I mean, <laughs> like if people want this. I mean, we might have found it in the scrapyard, but like people want this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So up on the the bridge, I am just just. Checking everything looks OK as far as the equations and everything I've put in. So yeah, I'm going to be just checking my my station to make sure everything's fine. So just do a quick engineering check to make sure that sure. everything's working. That's a 21.
2: Uh, untrained, so that's um, it's a zero. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's I I think it's fine. You think it's fine. Uh, You have piloting any of perception, right? Oh yeah. Uh, roll one of those, please.
1: Okay, a twenty-three. I think just I think everything's fine.
2: Perfect. So looking at your panel, you do notice um, an indicator light happening uh, next to what is labeled as D drive.
1: Uh, you, I think this one's for you. I
3: go over there and I, I see that and I'm just like, oh, huh, okay. And I'm gonna be like, well, I'm gonna go check, and I start checking, checking all of that. Checking and it out engineering the fuck out of it.
1: And while you're engineering, I'll be computering it. <laughs> Let's see what we come up with between us. Not much. I got a not natural twenty for computer skills.
2: All right, so going through the computer. You're able to get a readout that um, pressure is building up in the uh, drift engine coils. Something is happening between the power converter and something else, several other parts that you have no idea what they do. You just know that there are warning lights and indicators happening. Uh, e is looking at everything, and I think that you know everything kind of gets hobbled together, so like there's different types of space duct tape and different parts hanging here and there. And so it's really hard to tell which one is doing what thing at what moment as you're, you're trying to kind of analyze it. Uh, so it's taking a little bit longer than you would it would normally. As uh, Thrawny is is looking through the computer for for more information on this an alert sounds.
1: Am I familiar with this alert? Is this one that you and I know well, or is this a new alert?
2: This is uh, something really bad is about to happen alert.
1: Is that, Again, is this a new alert, or is this one that you and I are familiar with?
2: I think you've heard it maybe one other time before, and that was when you had just uh, commandeered the Hooptie. Uh, And launch the engines for the first time.
1: Uh, Passengers, we would like you to please find a seat and strap in. There is a very comfy couch in the kitchen space near the library. Passengers, we would very much like for you to strap in to the very comfy couch in the kitchen by the library. And start slamming on controls to to pull us out of drift travel as quickly as possible.
2: Uh what is uh Ryafil doing?
4: Um Ryafil is coming in to see what's going on and why everything is shaking. She didn't have a lot of confidence in the strap into the comfortable couch by the library.
1: Why not? I mean, that seems perfectly reasonable to me. <laughs> <laughs>
4: So she just comes in and she walks up behind uh, Thrawni and says, So what seems to be the problem here?
3: There is uh, no problem here. Um, what there is a problem is uh, you're not enjoying the uh, complimentary... Uh, fruits we've got in the kitchen, next to the the comfy-strap-up-in-the-bold-couch.
2: As you're saying this, there is a, a huge explosion from the back of the vessel. And... As that goes off, the hoopty shakes out of- out of, uh, drift space, and into regular space and with a huge shudder the the hoopty kind of stops spinning out of orientation and the lights flicker on and off and you hear the um the cooling of of metal so yeah the gd hoopty is floating uh into regular space now as you sit up on the bridge, you hear metal scraping, Um, you hear ticking and whining friction from all the plating and bonding that holds the hull together. Every once in a while you hear the electrical whir of uh, some system trying to start back up and failing uh, with some electrical sparks. Um, And you also feel a quake or a shudder that rocks the ship.
1: Yee, uh, I don't think we we bargained for any unexpected stops. So if you could get this fixed so we could get our passenger.
3: I'm already out the door. I I left yeah, this is, is, on, comms. This is oh, totally okay. on comms. This is totally on comms. I'm just like,
1: this is mostly for our passenger to know that we're doing things. <laughs> uh, I will make sure that the computer is up and running. Or when it is time to go again. I give you my nice cat-faced not snarl grin but just like lots of teeth.
3: You definitely hear a lot of from only Thrawn they can hear it but I'm just like fuck fuck son of a bitch son of a bitch son of a bitch they said that motherfucking thing would work the, you know, uh, for at least one to three years, it has not been one or th- or three years, and I'm just like running back. It's just a, a just a slew of curses in as many languages as I know is uh, are just coming out of my mouth as I'm running, which I can do pretty quickly. But for the drama, I'm not running that fast. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's, yeah, slow motion as you're running down the corridor. There's only one corridor on the hoopty. Um And so there's, like, sparks and, like, steam and different things happening as you're running down. Um, and what is Ryafil doing?
4: Ryafil is just kind of watching all this and just... She knows that it's their ship and she's letting them try to fix it before she decides she wants to try to jump in and see if she can help. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so, Passenger fell. can we offer you a tasty beverage back in the kitchen by the safety couch? And I actually press a button, and I sort of flinch a little as I push the button, but it works. Or should I roll a computer to see if this works, baby?
2: No, you can say it works. It's fine.
1: Cool. There is actually... Uh, lighting that points the way towards where the Tasty Beverage will be to guide you on your way.
4: You don't transport a lot of people, do you?
1: Whatever would give you that idea, passenger Raya Again, Tasty Beverage, follow the lights. She
4: just kind of looks at you and Shrugs and gives you the benefit of the doubt, and she goes back to get the quote unquote tasty beverage, but she doesn't stay there, she brings it back with her.
2: <sighs> I think that the um, tasty beverage is a canned uh, version of space chamomile,
1: <laughs> <laughs> space chamomile with its carbonated space chamomile. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's super tasty. Oh. <laughs>
4: she's not drinking it she's just carrying it
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so let's check in with Yi so Yi was booking it towards the back of the ship
3: what do I see when I start approaching the the hoop did he do dad
2: lots of smoke uh, sparks here and there Uh, the drift engine which was whirring no longer whirring Um, and a lot of heat I think
1: if you see heat, it's
2: called fire. <laughs> you don't. You don't see heat. You feel the heat.
3: I uh, I look at the mess ahead of me, and I think, oh God, what a what am I get? Oh, we just got that. Oh my God. Okay. All right, man. Those were my good wires. Like I start going in, and I start just like poking around seeing where the problem starts and why this is happening and i just if there's anything that's connecting the thing that is hot to power i like i disconnect that first and then i just start messing with the rest of it
2: sure uh roll an engineering check for me
3: great i'm doing
2: great out here how are you doing today
1: (laughs) Um you know, you a first a ten and now an eleven. Amazing.
2: It's incrementally better. Eleven. Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> you're you're definitely you're you were able to pull wires and stuff to disconnect the um the drift engine and um start clearing away some parts, but it's gonna take you a little bit of time. Ronnie, whats is what what is he doing?
1: Thorne is going to be is gonna put on the emergency um broadcasting. You know, could use a little help here but you know of course it's going to be in i actually made ye do this because i know that when people hear my voice they just assume that it's my fault (laughs) and i didn't like that so ye, ye is much more reasonable sounding so what does our distress message sound like ye
3: um, this is the GD hoopty we are requesting your assistance on this uh, fine day um this is the GD hoopty please uh, come and fu- uh, come and uh, help help us please GD hoopty over here uh anyone <laughs> please help there. So, <laughs> yeah
1: so that's gonna be like on the uh, repeat and then I'm going to you know, start seeing if there's some way to astronaut to some habitable planet in, you know,
2: limping distance from where we're at. Sure, roll a computer's check.
1: All right, one computer's check. Not a piloting check, a computer's check. Oh, a 22!
2: Wonderful. So you get up there and um, you check the display dashboard for all of the different systems. Drift propulsion system, offline, Shielding system. Offline. Offensive systems. Offline. Communication systems. Offline. Sensors. Malfunctioning. Thrusters. Malfunctioning. Life support. Online.
1: So I'll just broadcast to the whole ship. Uh, it looks like everything's fine. We have life support. Everything's... He's gonna have this
2: up and running in no time. And so. with malfunctioning systems you can still use them they may not run at their full capacity.
1: Cool. Yeah, so... Yeah, I would start limping us towards wherever the nearest... (laughs) anywhere that we could possibly make repairs would be.
2: Yep, since you got a 22 on your computer's check, um, you do... um, There aren't any large planets or things like that um, nearby. Especially at the thrusters doing what they're doing. Uh, But you are able to pick up a signal of some technology on a uh, wayward asteroid that is not much more than an hour away by thrusters.
1: Excellent. So I would calm ye and let ye know all this. Uh, So ye, I'm taking us over here. And then I would like just tap some controls, send the information to Yi so that they could look at it whenever they have non-exploding time around them and set the course, set us on our way. And I would turn, uh, passenger like Bryofill, we have this quick stop we have to make and then we will get you on your way. I am so sorry we did not let you know that this was a completely planned stop that we are making on an asteroid over there. Big smile.
4: Raya Phil just kind of looks at you as she opens the can of chamomile, just not breaking eye contact and just I
1: will cast very, I will turn to look at the computer and cast Charming Veneer on myself real quick. And then I will turn back And I would like to roll a Bluff check, if you please. (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) Oh, that's a 12. I I don't know how that would be contested, but...
2: Um, Sense motive. So uh, click on skills and then double click on the D20, or the box for sense motive.
1: I suddenly feel much better knowing what (laughs) RFL sense motive is. Ooh.
2: Ooh, it just meets. Um, so, as Thronny is smiling at you, he looks like he wants to be very convincing, and you're looking at Thrawny being like, there's no harm in letting him feel like he's being convincing.
4: Yeah, so I just smile and a little bit and say, that's fine if this is a planned stop. I don't know what your business was before you
1: picked me up. We appreciate your forbearance in this situation. Again, I will point out there is a comfy couch behind us. (laughs) The the comfy couch is very important to us that you might might partake in.
3: I like to imagine that (laughs) if this were a sitcom, we are just cutting to the same shot of the couch every time we talk about the comfy couch. (laughs) It's like every time we say it's hard cut over there or <laughs> a quick pan back to you guys.
2: I, I even think that like there's an obviously fake fern next to it. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> that thing is bolted to the floor.
2: <laughs> that
1: fern is not
2: moving. <laughs> um, Alright. So you make your way to this asteroid. Um... And you have enough time that, you know, I, I'm going to give you the, the 10 on getting there. And E, you have enough time to kind of make sure everything is stable, question mark. So you um, navigate the ship to this asteroid. And uh, at first, what was a reading of technology, uh, you notice is actually a something that's indicating that there is a craft that is on this asteroid.
1: Are there any life signs?
2: Not that you can tell.
1: Is that a computer's check to see if we can? Sure. Oh, computers, why have you failed me? Not that you can tell. (laughs) That six will not let me have that information. I completely understand. All
2: right. You aren't able to. or Actually, you are able to find a, a place to land. That isn't actually that far from the readings of the downed craft. It would take you only 20 or so minutes walk the hike to get over there.
1: So, since we're leaving the ship and we are going to deal with engineering things, I will. And for you and I, this is completely commonplace. Don't even think about what this might be. Say to rifle as i hand him the captain's badge from off of my own uh outfit and just and just <laughs> just we just keep moving along as if this is, everyone does that right that's normal
2: um there is not atmosphere on this asteroid uh so you will have to put on some um atmos gear i have armor
1: And I think all armor has atmo, limited atmospheric um, capabilities.
2: I think that is correct.
3: So I'm putting on like an extra layer over my armor of uh, like protective wear to work on, on things that will possibly singe me and hurt me. and like the (laughs) face mask so I could like weld.
1: Nice. Do you have like your backpack of armor mints?
3: Yeah, of both varieties, one on one arm and the other on the other, which might seem a little bit odd uh, for you, um. Rifle. 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 You know the letters were all in my head; they just weren't in the right in the right order. Rifle. <laughs> um, that I have one bag that's full of just like. You can hear the jingle of like wrenches and like um, not a bunch of like wires and just metal things. And then the other one, something that is way more familiar to you, uh, just the sounds of the rattling of ammo and uh, and guns. And maybe you might even see like a barrel poking out as I walk out in my huge, cumbersome uh, uniform to go fix shit outside.
4: She looks at you very impressed from the guns that you have in your pack.
3: Pride myself on
2: them.
3: <sighs>
2: um, so Alright. Uh, so you all are about to um, take an excursion. Are you going to have Raya Phil stay on board? What are you going to do?
1: Uh, I believe this falls into the part of the contract where you come with us to help.
3: I forgot you were here. I'm I <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh <laughs> like, oh right yes um uh h- hello passenger rifle um if uh this is in an all board excursion um uh, please accompany both myself and Thrawny off of the train uh, off of the plane. And nope, not that one either, the ship. And uh, we <laughs> shall uh, take a scenic tour. You, should- you will both take a scenic tour of this amazing asteroid. While well, I just do some routine checkup on the uh, GZ Hoopty. For no particular reason, it's routine. Smile. Uh, <laughs>
1: Captain. I believe we were going to go and see if aid was needed at like this other ship
3: yes yes after past the scenic tours that you are totally correct uh pilot Throni. yes <laughs> um I uh, uh yep That mm-hmm, that is what we shall do um definitely uh just gonna be over here for a little bit do not mind me rattle 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 worked my way over
4: is the scenic tour part of the package that comes with the library and the comfy couch
1: i give you the biggest grin (laughs) i am so glad that we are finally communicating effectively passenger raya Phil. that is absolutely correct welcome to the scenic tour please bring all of your belongings particularly any weapons you may have as they should not be left on board without your per- your personal supervision.
4: I go back to my room and get my stuff and come back and just nod at Thrawny and, all right, show me this tour, quote unquote.
1: <laughs> and so, yeah, as we go, put on the space club at the door, make sure everything's locked up nice and tight
2: yeah
1: off to the new ship
2: so um yeah you all uh exit the um the hoop onto the surface of this asteroid there is um no atmosphere on this asteroid It is very cold and there is uh some some semblance of dust and you Looking through the visors of your uh, Atmos suits and your armor, um, you can kind of make out the wreckage of a ship. Not large, it's kind of more of a shuttle that is about 200 to 300 feet away. And with that, I think that ends two days uh, uh, stream. Thank you all so much for coming and uh, and enjoying this uh, lovely story that was cobbled together, at, not at the last minute, it was not. It was a very lovingly crafted story. So um, thank you all, and um, my name is Kenny. You can find me on Twitter, at PunderDrone. This is what I have going on right now. I am DMing for um, the, our Starfinder stream. And uh, soon, we will be uh, coming to you live on Sundays, every other Sunday, with our Cuminera podcast, which is uh, our stream, which is a new Minera game run by Elric. And Kelric can tell you more about that.
1: Hello, I am Kelric, and I play on this lovely game, which I enjoy oh so much. Starfinder is just one of my favorite games to play. I am narrating this Cumanera game. We start next Sunday, the 8th of November, with our live stream of that.
3: Hi, I'm PB from at PB Plays Inside. You can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram at that. This is the only show I'm doing um, every other Saturday. And you can find me streaming, uh, you know, throughout the week, around, you know, evening time, Central Standard Time.
2: Awesome. Thank you all so much again for joining us and we will catch you all next time.
1: Bye.
4: Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to Experience Point Starfinder. If you're looking for more TTRPG podcasts in your life, we recommend checking out our sister podcast, Roll to Fail. There are six friends who have no business behind the mic or rolling dice. If you like what we've created, then you should check out the other two podcasts on our network. Numenera: an adventure utilizing Numenera, releases every other Friday. This unlikely team is working for the Order of Truth to help communities under the influence of the strange and weird effects of Numenera. Pun Times is a collection of short-run TTRPGs. Our first season is a horror system called Slasher that utilizes Core and is now available as a monthly podcast. Keep watching our Twitter for when we finally reunite to stream our finale. You can easily find all of our Experience Points podcasts on our website, experiencepoints.com. Until next time, adventure hookers.